up the word of God. Vamos a seguir en nuestro tiempo de alabanza con Abraham abriendo la palabra de Dios. And uh, just as uh, Ben mentioned, uh, you can write this down um, in your calendars or in your reminders or whatnot. But yes, by the grace of God, Imago is going to be on the radio all week, actually. Yeah, let's give God praise for that. Um, we're going to be on the radio from Monday to Friday on Spirit 88.9, and all of the information is right behind me as well, so you can write down some of those dates when you're on your drive. You can pass it on to some of your friends. You can share with others as well, but um, we're going to be on Spirit 88.9, and on, on, on their online platforms, they're going to put information about the church as well. But um, it's going to be from Monday through Friday, March 13th to 17th, and it's going to be a message, a new message every day, and it's going to be played six times a day. It's called The Moment with God. El Momento con Dios va a ser en el radio um, este, esta semana, lunes al viernes. And the times that the, the, our Imago message will be on there will be, it'll repeat six times a day at 6 a.m., 8 a.m., and noon, 5 p.m., 8 p.m., and midnight. So six times in the day, Imago gets to be in the airwaves throughout this whole week. But even if you miss it on the radio, you can actually tune into it anytime online. Through It's going to be on their YouTube channels as well, so you can check out YouTube anytime, Spirit 88.9. Just put that on, on the search bar there. And they're also going to put it on their online platforms on Facebook and on uh, Instagram as well. And we're going to be uploading all of those messages also online as well. And uh, share them. Like, share, subscribe, right? We like to like, share, subscribe, all kinds of stuff. But here we have an opportunity to do that with the gospel, with the good news of Jesus, and with spreading the news about what God is doing here at Imago Church. Amen? So let's, let's uh, pay attention to that, write that down, and on your commute, go ahead and tune in, pass it on to friends, and uh, tune in during those times or anytime online. It'll be available next week, Monday through, fi through Friday, Imago Church on Spirit FM 88.9. So we're really excited about that. Let's uh, continue now with our time of worship by opening up the Word of God, and today we're going to be in the Gospel of John chapter 15, and we will start at verse 12. Uh, hoy la escritura viene del libro de Juan, capítulo 15, empezando en el versículo 12. So you can go ahead and open up your Bibles, and I'll read for us. I'll read for a portion first in Spanish, and then the entire portion in English, and it should be available on the slides and in your Bibles as well. If you don't have a Bible, we have Bibles right in the back, you can, uh, if you don't have one, that's our gift to you. And also, um, we'll be putting out, we've given to some of the, the um, middle school and high schoolers, we have some uh, middle school and high school Bibles there too that they can follow along with or just use. And it's, a, it's an amazing way that they can connect with God. Some even have uh, are in graphic novel, comic book form, and it's all of the stories of the Bible available to them. And that's something that, that's a resource I use with my children and definitely want us to pass it along to our kids here at Imago as well. But let's go ahead and open up the scriptures. John chapter 15, beginning at verse 12. Juan capítulo 15, empezando al versículo 12. First in Spanish, then in English. Y este es mi mandamiento, que se amen los unos a los otros. Como yo los he amado, nadie tiene amor más grande que el dar la vida por sus amigos. Ustedes son mis amigos si hacen lo que yo les mando. Ya no los llamo siervos porque el siervo no está al tanto de lo que hace su amo. Los he llamado amigos. Porque todo lo que a mi padre le oí decir, se lo he dado a conocer a ustedes. John 15, beginning at verse 12. My command is this. 
love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you just servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I chose you and I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Amen. It's the word of God. Let's pray. Vamos orar. Lord, we thank you that you keep things simple, Lord, but you also keep them deep and profound. You help us, Lord, to understand in ways that that we, Lord, can reflect on and practice. And Lord, we just pray that you would just speak to us this morning, speak to us in a way that is fresh, speak to us in a way that is new. And Lord, help us to not just hear these words, but to live these words. Ayúdanos, Dios Santo, no solamente a escuchar estas palabras, pero vivir estas palabras vivas. And Lord, help us to learn what love looks like in action. Not just in theory, not just in thought, but truly in action. <clears throat> God, right now we want to pray for this world that so desperately needs you. We pray especially for those who have been um, navigating the floods, who have been just dealing with the damage that has come with that. And at the same time, Lord, we thank you because you provide an abundance. Over 70% of this drought, Lord, has been lifted. We're not out of the woods yet, Lord, but we're grateful because that's only you. Thank you, Lord, for the beauty that comes from that. And thank you, Lord, that we are able to depend on you. You always make a way. We do pray for those, Lord, who are challenged by this situation and continue to pray for those emergency workers who are going into those, uh, those uh, treacherous conditions. Dios, que estés con las personas que están sufriendo en, en, <clears throat> en estos momentos, Señor, por el tiempo, por las condiciones. And Lord, help us to live in love as your people. Help us to be Jesus' people wherever it is that we are. Help us to taste like the fruits of the Spirit. Peace, patience, love, kindness, self-control. May people experience Jesus when they experience us in this community, Lord. And in this time of Lent, it's a time of pausing and of reflecting. It's a time of facing what we need to face, Lord, as we prepare to follow you to the cross and to the glorious resurrection. Thank you, Father. Te damos gracias, Señor. Prepáranos para un nuevo día, para el día de Pascua de Resurrección, Dios Santo. Lord, we love you and we give you all of the praise and glory because you alone are worthy. Speak to us today, Jesus, we pray. Speak to us a new word and a living word. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, our Lord sees us, he hears us, and he welcomes us with open arms. Nuestro Dios nos da la bienvenida con brazos abiertos with arms wide open. God's doing a new work. God's doing a new thing in your life and in mine and in the life of our community. 
here in this weekly gathering where we come together, God actually does something new. He gives us new hearts and new minds through the power of his Holy Spirit. He does that through what's called the means of grace, through singing praises, through uh, uh, lifting up prayers together, and also through hearing God's word, through preaching, God does something new, a new work in you and me, giving us new hearts, new minds, transforming us to be more and more like him. Dios nos transforma para que seamos más como Él aquí en esta reunión de la iglesia cada semana. So today we're going to continue in this Lent series where we're uh, preparing for Easter in April. Just as our brother Ben mentioned, that's coming up in just a few weeks. So we're taking time together as a community to prepare. Juntos como una comunidad nos estamos preparando para celebrar la Pascua de la Resurrección, el Día de la Resurrección. So for the next several weeks, we're, we, we're going to be reflecting on how to grow closer in our relationship with Jesus, how we can grow closer in our friendship with Jesus. Estamos aprendiendo cómo podemos crecer en nuestra amistad con Cristo Jesús, how we can grow closer in our friendship with Jesus in this series that we're calling Face to Face. We're learning in this series from those who were closest to our Lord Jesus Christ. Those that were with him face to face in the same way that you and I are together here in this place face to face. Jesus had friends. Jesus had an inner circle, people that he did life with face to face. And next week we're gonna be learning a lot more about them. We're gonna be learning about the 12 apostles next week. So that will be the pop quiz. I'm telling you what the quiz is going to be on. I'm going to ask us to name all 12 apostles, all right? So you have a week to study. Don't fail. It's right there, right? We're going we're gonna to get into that next week. We're learning from those closest to Christ and especially the apostles and others that were called friends of God. As we see in this very special scripture this morning, our Lord Jesus, he doesn't only call us servants, but he calls us friends. Nuestro Dios no solamente nos llama, nos llama siervos, pero nos llama amigos, amistades. He calls us friends. So together, this morning, let's go ahead and open up our hearts. Let's open up our minds and draw closer to the heart and the mind of the living God who reaches out to us and calls us friends. Let's be open to all that the Lord has in store for us in this season as we prepare for Easter. It's amazing to think that our Lord and Savior, the one who took the cross, the one who resurrected for our sake, he doesn't just call us servants, but friends. And here's the truth. In this life, we're going to have all kinds of people in our lives. En esta vida vamos a tener mucha gente en nuestra vida. And there are going to be some people that will be more what I like to call friends of the path, which are friends of convenience, right? You work together, you go to school together, you just have the same commute together every day, and you're friends of the path. It's convenient to just be friends. But then there's another type of friend that doesn't come as often, but is very, very special. And that is a friend of the heart. Amistades del corazón, no solamente de conveniencia. I can think of some of my friends of the heart, and uh, my wife Charlotte knows them all really well because they've all been uh, friends of different seasons in my life, and they were actually all part of our wedding. I can think of my good friend Josh, who's been a friend and pastoral mentor, Vinny as well, uh, Jonathan, Alfredo, who I've known since I was three or four years old. Now we're almost 40, we're old. Can you imagine that? Friends of the heart, that these are friends that we can actually just pick right up, right where we left off, where it's been years. You know, I've had several experiences where some of these friends, honestly, we've gone years without talking, but then there's a situation 
and we pick up the phone and we call each other and we know we're going to be available to one another. Friends of the heart. We can pick right up right where we left off. A friend of the heart is someone who knows not only the pretty sides that we want to project to others, but a friend of the heart also knows the gritty sides of us, the shadow sides, those parts of us that we're not so happy to just share with everyone. A friend of the heart is someone who knows you and loves you just as you are. If we can put it up on the slide and uh, you can write this down. A friend of the heart is someone who knows you and loves you just as you are. That's the type of friendship that Jesus is talking about here. Friends of the path are based on convenience. Friends of the heart are with us in times of grief, in times of pain, in times of loss, and then in the joyful times of celebration. Friends of the heart continue consistently with us. Las amistades del corazón están con nosotros en todas las etapas. Our Lord Jesus is a faithful friend of the heart. He's not just a friend of convenience. He's not just a friend of the path. He is with us through the highs and the lows and the joys and the pains. As we've seen even in this last week, all of the rain that came down, all, uh, at sometimes it looked pretty scary, pretty intense. But look outside right now. It's the beauty, the sunshine, the beautiful weather. Our Lord Jesus is a friend of the heart who's with us through the rain, through the storm, and in the sunshine as well. He's a friend of the heart. He is always with us. Nuestro Señor Jesucristo es un amigo del corazón. Jesus is a faithful friend of the heart to you and to me. How about you? How's your friendship with Jesus? Are you a friend of the heart with Jesus? That's what he extends to you. Or do you just settle for being a friend of the path? or a friend of Jesus only when it's convenient, when it's safe, when you're in control, when it doesn't demand too much or take too much time. How's your friendship with Jesus? Friend of the heart or a friend of the path? Or friend with benefits, as some wanna say, right? Friendships, here's the truth about friendships. Friendships are what form us. Friendships are what form us. A wise saying, it says this, and I've come to believe it's absolutely true. When I was younger, I used to pretend like it wasn't true, but as I've gotten older and adult, uh, different stages, I know it's absolutely true. A wise saying that says, tell me who your friends are, and I will tell you who you are. Tell me who your friends are and I will tell you who you are or who you are becoming. Not just your acquaintances, not just the ones that kind of know you here and there, but your real friends, the friends of the heart. Here at Imago, we're in this season that we're calling discipleship. During Lent, we're focusing on discipleship. We're making discipleship the center of what it means to be on mission together here at Imago Church. What does it mean to follow Jesus with this passion, with a commitment, with a dedication? Discipleship, as we've talked about the last few weeks, discipleship is each person's relationship and journey with Jesus. El discipulado es cada persona, el camino de cada persona con Jesucristo. Discipleship is each person's journey with Jesus. So Jesus calls us to follow him, and as we follow him, we will experience different stages of growth and discipleship. The definition we had last week for what discipleship is and that we're praying through and we're using as our focus here at Imago is this, and we can put it up on the slides and you can write this down. To be a disciple 
is to be someone who is moving closer to Jesus forever. Whether you're taking your first steps with him, if you're moving closer to him, you're a disciple. Whether you're taking your next steps with him, you're moving closer to him, you're a disciple. Whether you've taken steps away from him, but now you're moving closer to him, you're a disciple. Jesus doesn't distinguish those. As long as you are someone moving closer to Jesus forever, you are a disciple. Todos aquí somos discípulos de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. A disciple is someone growing in their friendship with Jesus. Un discípulo es alguien creciendo en su amistad con Jesucristo. Discipleship, as we're establishing here, all comes down to friendships and relationships. A pastor friend of mine once told me this, and it didn't make a ton of sense until I, I saw it in practice. But here's the truth. Discipleship is who we hang out with. We're all getting discipled constantly, daily, regularly. Discipleship is who we hang out with or who we give our time and energy and, and, and resources to. Again, tell me who you hang out with and I will tell you who you are becoming. Tell me who your friends are and I will tell you who you are. This is for all of us, but especially for those of us who are younger, young people in middle school or in high school, college or young adults. This is my sincere word to you as your pastor, as a spiritual father, as your spiritual family here. Here's my hope for you. Grow in your friendship with Jesus. Grow in your friendship with Jesus. Be rooted and grounded in Jesus. Because here's the truth. Because if you do not stand for something, then you will fall for anything. If you do not stand for someone, for Jesus Christ, then you will fall for or be influenced by anyone even someone who may or may not be real, someone who may or may not be projecting who, what, what life is really about. If we don't stand for something, then we will fall for anything. Let Jesus guide you. Dejen que Jesucristo los guíe. Let Jesus give you that confidence, that security that you're looking for, that we're all looking for. Let Jesus give you that peace that goes beyond understanding. Hear the words of wisdom from the word of God. Remember this, especially when it comes to who you spend your time and energy with. And there's this passage, right, that's very clear in the scriptures. We talked about in the men's Bible study, sometimes it's not what we don't understand about the scriptures that that, uh, that intimidates us, but it's what we actually understand. And here in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 33, it talks about the power of friendships very clearly. If we can put it up there, please. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. No se dejen engañar, las malas compañías corrompen las buenas costumbres. Now, I don't know about you, but that's, that's pretty straightforward, right? <laughs> that's pretty clear. I know we can act like we don't get it or we don't understand or that's very complicated, but that's pretty straightforward. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And here's the truth about bad company. Misery loves company. Friends, brothers, sisters, don't just go with the flow when it comes to bad company. Don't just fall into it. Don't just be eased and led into it. For the sake of your spiritual growth, ask God to give you the strength to say, not today. 
to Satan when he comes in the form of bad company. Ask God to give you the courage to say to bad company, I'm sorry, I'm not available. Sorry, but not sorry. I'm not available to you because I have a friend of the heart in Jesus. I have a friend who's covered me by his grace and by his love. And respectfully, you can say this. You can say what you mean without being mean, right? But you can say to bad company, respectfully, I don't need your approval. I don't need your praise. I don't need your bad company in my life because I have a friend of the heart in Jesus. Friends, brothers, sisters, stand up to Satan when the enemy comes in the form of bad company and say, I don't need you because I got him. I don't need you because I got Jesus. I have a friend of the heart. I have what I need. Te podemos decir a la mala compañía, no te necesito porque yo tengo a Cristo. Don't try to be around bad company just because you're trying to be nice. And I want to say this to everyone, but especially to our, our sisters in, in the Lord here. Different stages, whether you're younger or older. As a pastor, I've had to navigate a number of things with a number of, uh, of sisters in the Lord, uh, women, men, of course, too. But don't be around bad company just because you're trying to be nice or overly polite or just because, you know, and I've heard this a lot, you just see so much potential in that person and you're there to help them. Well, yeah, sure. But here's the, the, the let's get clear about what godly help is and when helping hurts. Sometimes our own helping can hurt someone more than it actually helps them, but there's godly help. And here's godly help, and, and I want you to write this down and you can see it on, on the screen. It'll come up right now if we can put up the slide. God has called you to be responsible for yourself and responsible to others. You are not responsible for others. God has called you to be responsible for yourself and responsible to others. For example, you're responsible to this community. I'm responsible to you, but each one of us is responsible for ourselves, for our own actions, for our own decisions, for our, our own um, uh, choices. Not to be clear, I'm just talking about that in the case of our grown-up relationships. If you're a parent and you have dependents, you have children, that's different. You're responsible for them, okay? Don't go home and try to use that on your kids. The pastor said, I'm not responsible for you anymore. No, go home, feed your kid. Teach them right, come on. <laughs> you are responsible for yourself and responsible to others. Because the truth is bad company will corrupt good character. And it will be easier for a bad company to drag you down than for you to bring them up. Here's the truth. And when I was younger, when I was a high schooler, I think someone once showed me this image and it might have been at a church or a gathering, but they asked two people to come up and, and, one, and it was a stare like this. And, and one person was down there and the other one was up here. And then they told the person on top Go ahead and try to bring this person up and they ask that person to not help at all but just to, for them to have their natural dead weight there. And you can imagine that picture, how difficult it is to bring someone up to that level. And then they ask the same person down there, now you go ahead and try to drag them down. And how easy do you think that was? All it took was just a tug, just a little tug, a little pull. It's going to be easier for bad company to drag you down than for you to bring them up. Only God can do that. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. We are gonna learn to entrust them into the hands of the Lord and help in a way that actually helps, not hurts. 
because it's harder for you to pull someone up. It's easier for them to pull you down. All they need to do is pull. And there's another part to it. All they need to do is pull, and all you need to do is to keep holding on to them. And you're going to go down. But there is a solution. And you, and you can write this down. It'll be up on the slides. If someone is trying to drag you down, if someone is trying to pull you away from Jesus, away from the family of God, away from God's truth, away from God's light, there is a solution. And you know what that is? Let them go. Let them go. In that image, again, they're pulling you down. You're only going to go down if you're holding on. Let go. Let them go. Don't be like Homer Simpson. You know, when I was a kid, The Simpsons was my favorite show. And uh, the good episodes in the 90s, not the later ones. But there was this episode where Homer Simpson got caught in this vending machine. And he was holding on to these chocolate bars. And they came. It was a whole emergency. Everyone came through. And they brought the jaws of life. Nothing was working. And then they were even going to saw his arms off at one point. Sorry for the gruesome image. But they were, gonna, they were actually going to saw it off. And then right before they had the, the, the chainsaw there, they were going to say, or the saw there, they just said, hold on, Mr. Simpson, are you actually holding on to the candy bars? His answer was, Yes. We'll just let go. And he let go, and he was able to move on. But there was a whole what? Self-imposed crisis. Sometimes we bring those crises in our lives when God is just saying, let go. Walk away. Give it to me. Let go and let God that person that you may care about, that you may love, entrust them into the hands of God. That's the best place they can be. Entrust yourself into the, into the loving hands of God, into the faithful and everlasting arms of God. If I can be honest with you, when I think about myself and my journey, the biggest mistakes and the biggest regrets from my teenage life and college life and young adult years are all connected to this verse. Bad company corrupts good character. Do not be misled. You know, I think about a situation for me that like I said, I'm already, uh, it's been decades since that, but I still remember it because it did impact me. In middle school, when I was you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, I don't know how old, but I had a friend of the path, and I have no idea where he is, he's at now, but at the time, I thought he was my best friend. His name was Phil, and we had a school fair coming up, a carnival, all that, there was gonna be prizes and all of that, and then my friend Phil, he found the prizes for the school fair he found all the candy that was going to be given away. And you know what he did? He dared me. He dared me to steal some of the prizes with him. And guess what? We did it. We stole the prizes from the school. Why? There was no reason why. It was just because we could. And I'm going to be honest with you. That still has a mark in my heart because my parents didn't raise me that way. I grew up in the church, the, my, the family of God didn't teach me that. But bad character corrupts good behavior. Bad company corrupts good character. I've also experienced the opposite. I've experienced the friendship of Christ through my friendship with others. And I want you to hear this and write this down. Sometimes God loves us through friends of the heart that he puts in our lives. God has loved me through the friends of the, th the heart that he has put in my life. God loves us through the friends of the heart that he gives us. And I think we have it up there and you can write it down, yeah? God has loved me through the friends of the heart. God has loved me through my wife. 
God has loved me through other friends of the heart that have helped me see things that I could not see immediately. And here's another bit of a, of, of a testimony, of a story, of, a, of an embarrassing story, but I'll give it to you so that you can apply it and, and, and ask God to take you to the next level. God has loved me through friends of the heart back in 2008, 2008. Sorry, back in 07 or 08. I actually almost once fell victim to a financial scam. You know, some of you have heard of these before. I had just recently uh, graduated from college and I was, ab- or I was about to, so I was just thinking the big question, right? What am I gonna do next? How am I gonna make money? What's, what's the next step for me? And then, out of nowhere, I got this email. I got an email from an organization wanting to, to support me and it was uh, uh, an organization that di- said they uh, did philanthropy, which is, uh, you know, a good humanitarian work for like faith and religious workers. They actually had my information and everything seemed very good and very legitimate. They had my name, they had my contact, and they told me that they wanted to fund a passion project for me that I was interested in and that they were willing to fund me for up to $100,000 and that they were actually going to fly me out to to Singapore, which is in Malaysia, and they wanted to meet me. And I was excited. And I told some folks about it. I told some friends of the path that were just friends of the path or friends of convenience in those days. And you know what they said? They said, cool, go for it. It Sounds like a good idea, go for it. That sounds awesome. Cool, high five. But then I was about to send my information to this organization they were requesting you know, the, a, a number of different things. But if I'm honest with you, something didn't feel right. Something inside me did not feel right in that situation. And I want you to hear this and write this down. You can put it in your notes. Sometimes the Holy Spirit works through tension. I had to pay attention to the tension that was in my heart and in my soul. A veces el Espíritu Santo nos habla por medio de la tensión en nuestras emociones. Something didn't feel right. Friends, brothers, sisters, whether you're younger, whether you're older, whatever stage you're in, if you are seeking God for wisdom in a big decision right now, whether you have to make a financial decision or a relational decision, or a professional decision, regardless of the type of decision, here is my piece of wisdom that I want to pass on to you, which I have learned the hard way. When seeking God's will and making a big life decision, pay attention to the tension. Ponle atención a la tensión en en tus emociones. Pay attention to the tension. Do not ignore that feeling in your heart. Do not ignore that feeling in your gut or your soul that is telling you, slow down. Pump the brakes. That's how God speaks to us sometimes. Slow down. Pump the brakes. In that experience that I had, I was ready to go. And the friends of the path that said, cool, go for it, man. I was about to do it. To make a decision that could have destroyed my credit and my financial future. But there was a tension. There was a tension in my heart, in my gut, that something just didn't feel right. It wasn't sitting well with me. I looked up the organization, and it seemed to be a real organization, not just completely made up right? But I still wasn't feeling peace. I then emailed a couple of friends that I knew to give me some advice, and I got mixed advice. I got some saying, hey, sounds good, go for it. Others saying, "Uh, not sure. So I still didn't know what to do after, after getting some of that advice. But then God sent one of my friends of the heart, my friend Josh, who's one of my best friends. 
He's a friend of the heart. God has had him in my life now for almost 20 years. And he called me up. And it was a little later than usual. I had told him the whole situation already and he had kind of stayed quiet about it before. But then he just called me out of the blue. It was a little later so I knew this was important. And as I picked up the phone, he just said to me, Carlos, I've been thinking and praying about this and I just feel led to tell you something. I know it's not going to be what you want to hear. I know it's not going to be what you want to hear right now, but I feel led to tell you this. I know you're being offered a bunch of money right now to pursue a passion project, but I have to tell you because I care about you, just walk away from this. Just walk away from this. Just let it go. What? Josh, we're talking potentially $100,000. That's something we can do some really good work with. Josh responds, I know, I know. Oh, I'm frustrated at this point and I'm saying, well, well, what? Are you sure this is a scam? And Josh in his wisdom responded, no, Carlos, I'm not sure that it's a scam. It may or may not be legit but let the money be for someone else. Right now, you don't have a dollar of that money and it is not making an impact on your life at all right now. You have a lot to be grateful for. This money cannot add anything to your life. But if you say yes, if you go through with this, this money has the potential to destroy a part of your life. So please, walk away. Let it go. And I did. Because God sent a friend of the heart. And it was hard. It was difficult. It felt like a gut punch. It felt like he just punched me right in the gut. When he said, just walk away, just let this go. But I'll be honest with you. A few days later, weeks later, I felt a huge sense of relief and peace of mind. And I'll be honest with you, I've seen God work in my life in miraculous ways. That was, what, 15 years ago. But God wanted to show me at the time, he wanted to show me that my dependence is on him. My dependence is not just on a vague promise to have more than I already have. God chose to love me and to protect me through a friend of the heart. That's the way God chooses to love us and protect us sometimes, through friends of the heart a friend of the heart who doesn't tell us exactly what we want to hear, but what we need to hear. How about for you? Who is God using to love and to protect you in this season? To love and to protect you through a friend of the heart. How is God using you to love and to protect someone? even when it seems uncomfortable, even when it seems awkward. I know as a parent, parents continue to do your thing. Lead with courage. Speak life, speak truth into your children's lives. It's not always gonna be popular, but as I've said before, children and teens and young adults never listen to everything we say, but they remember. And they watch everything we do. Maybe you're you're a child, maybe you're a daughter or a son, and you, you have almost a reverse relationship with your parents in that way. Continue to speak life, continue to be that friend of the heart that points them to Jesus. But right now, maybe for me, that was the situation, right, where God had to tell me to slow down. How about for you? Where is God telling you to slow down, to just walk away, to let it go? 
Maybe it's a personal situation or a relational one or a financial one or a professional one. Where is God telling you, slow down? Walk away from this. Just let it go. Friends of the path or friends of convenience, they're only around as long as things are comfortable, as long as things are nice. But friends of the heart will be with us through the thick and the thin. Los amigos del corazón van a estar con nosotros en todas las etapas de la vida. Friends of the heart will not try to be our savior. So that's something I want to be very clear on. And we can, it's in the slides and we can write it down. Friends of the heart will not try to be our savior because of the friend of the heart knows that only Jesus is his savior. But a friend of the heart will point us to Jesus even when that is not what we want to hear. A friend of the heart will entrust us into the hands of God. And our Lord Jesus Christ, he is the model for what it means to be a friend of the heart. He is our friend and our savior till the end. Our Lord Jesus, who was with us at the beginning, who has been with us in the hardest and the most joyful times, and who will be with us to the end. Some of, <clears throat> some of you know our brother Ruben Madrid Uh, he hosts our Bible study, our men's Bible study on Wednesdays. And I love this phrase that he keeps reminding the men of. He keeps saying, Jesus is all I have. He's all I've ever had. Jesus is all I have. From beginning, through the process, to the end. Jesus, our friend of the heart, the one who taught us, the one who said, as it says here in this passage, and you can open up your passage one more time as we conclude, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer just call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. Because everything that I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. Friends, brothers, sisters, what a friend we have in Jesus. As the old song says, what a friend we have in Jesus. Que gran amigo tenemos en Jesucristo. And you know, I was actually going to conclude this sermon by singing this song on my own, a solo, but I'm not a singer. And our good, our good friend, our sister Liz, had to be that friend of the heart to me and just say, you know what, Pastor? Just walk away. <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> but instead, I'll just read for us the beautiful lyrics in this classic song. What a friend we have in Jesus all our sins and griefs to bear. Oh, what a privilege for us to carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it all to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it all to him in prayer. Let's come before the presence of our friend Jesus and pray. Dios Santo, God Almighty, we thank you that you know us just as we are. You know us in our strength 
and in our weakness. Nos conoces, Señor, en nuestras debilidades y nos das la fuerza y fortaleza. Help us, Lord God, to lean on you as a friend of the heart that you are, to depend on you as the one who is always faithful. Lord, for us, maybe your Holy Spirit is calling us in a number of different ways to be able to just trust in you and to depend on you in a new way and to go to another level. Lord God, would you just today be that friend that we need? Would you be the one, Lord God, that can guide us, that can, that can remain faithful? Lord, in our weakness, you are strong. In our challenges, you make a way. Help us to hear the leading of your spirit, Lord, in times where you are telling us to slow down, to let it go, to give it all to you. Lord, thank you that you are a friend of the heart to us and you teach us how to be friends of the heart to others. Lord God, may part of the testimony of Imago Church be a community where the Lord's presence is evident and where the love that the sisters and brothers have for one another is clear and evident. They not only serve together, but they are friends together, friends of the heart. Teach us, Lord Jesus, what it means to go beyond just superficiality and acquaintances and to actually do life together as we all faithfully and boldly follow you. Enseñanos, Dios Santo, que es ser amistades del corazón, tal como tú eres una amistad de corazón para nosotros. Lord, we want to reflect you. We want to taste like you. We want that aroma of Christ to be around us wherever we go. On our own, we can't. But by your Spirit, nothing is impossible. Continue to do what you do, Lord, which is bring all things together for your glory and our good. In Jesus' faithful name we pray. Amen.